Yeah, I will go next. Um, Amy and um, single like a dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just want to give me a heart attack from this laughter. Back to Next Top Africa's episode five. My name is Benita. I'm from Rwanda and I'm here with your favorite host, Emi Kikoma. He's from Congo, DRC. But Emi, I remember you're supposed to be rapping Rwanda too, so it's okay. I'm coming for you. Nah, not really. It's like, I'm <laughs> like a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we are blessed today with amazing guests. I would say Luden is no longer a guest. He is a family. He's always here with us and he's doing such amazing job um, on social media. Please go in and show some love for his work. And Luden is from Puerto Rico and DR. Luden, you want to say some? That was the best intro of all time. I'm taking over Amy's job. It's fine. And today we have our favorite Beautiful lady from Congo, Natalie. Happy birthday, girl. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you That's, for coming. Uh, happy birthday. So, happy birthday, Natalie. So I know I gave a shout out already you on did? IG. Yeah. But I heard that she wanted to hear you sing, and I remember you claiming that you can sing. So, I mean, yeah, I already yeah, know. I remember I can that too. Sing. So, Emmy and Luden, do the honor because he's here. <laughs> Luden? <laughs> nah, I got Hi, you. Amy. Take it off. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> nah, I'm playing with you. Nah. Nah, um, Nally just turned 30 today. So, I'm very excited. 30, the big 3 Yes. Aging like fine wine. Yes. Man, I'll cough my little boo thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that on the record. I'm kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding. Hold on. Whoa. <laughs> I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't 100%. I wasn't 100% kidding. Okay. Mm. So before we begin, um, I have a sad story. Uh, we're sending our deepest condolences to the family and friends of Agnes Jebet Tyro who was recently murdered. Agnes was a Kenyan athlete who represented Kenya at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Unfortunately, she was found dead after being stabbed in her home. Um, For what I heard is that her husband has been accused, but the police is still investigating. Um, And we really hope that the real culprit will be found and that the justice will be served for her and for her families. So our deepest condolences to all her families and friends and to the African community because she made us proud this year. May her soul rest in peace. Yeah, that's wild. Actually, um, I just read that story too. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Definitely. Definitely. And to something weird, Last week, I was watching one of my favorite YouTube channels, and it's hosted by Abba and Preach, and they had a guest on their IG Live, I believe, and he's an, he's an African, Black, and he was telling them how if he was to be in an inter, 
racial marriage and happens to be a stepdad to a white kid, he wouldn't be willing to share his culture, including food, because he wants to preserve it. I was like, Wait, so I'm trying to share his culture with his child who happens to be mixed because of the decisions he made. Those who have no, so basically, if he has a stepson, so not mixed, but basically a, a white stepson or white stepdaughter, so he can share his culture with a mixed child because they have the black and the African in them, but like if they are white, he wouldn't be willing to share his culture, he wants to preserve it. <laughs> more for a little gatekeeping I was I was just going to say that I was like does that fall into the category of gatekeeping because it's like there's a difference between gatekeeping and the difference between just like I mean not yeah. but, but from from his point of view that's not his kid right so but if he, he lives with you he doesn't feel like right. he should pass down it, it, I, it, I think it's different like if, if it's like a friend or something but like if you like if like tied into a family I don't know if I can if I can even speak on this, but it's just like wouldn't wouldn't it be better to share like you know not like everything, but maybe even just a little bit, maybe food and stuff. Maybe you don't even have to do like you know African wear or anything like that. It can just be food or something. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's a little weird because like if you adopt someone, you're gonna call them your child, and if you're not you're trying to gatekeep, then that's not your child. So you're over here capping about that being your child. Like you gotta be fully invested in what you're doing. You know what I mean? If you marry someone who's white, you gotta share a private culture with them because that's part of being being one. Right. So I'm off of gatekeeping, but like I'm just like that's your family by default. Whether you want to call it like on paper, that's your family. And he might marry a black woman down the road. His brother is probably her sibling is half black, so it's just weird. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. But the topic of today is related to this. It's a bit unusual. So that's why today I'm going as Dr. Love. I'm claiming this name. And our dialogue is going to be addressing questions around dating as an African man or woman or black person in diaspora. And this is a little bit of a disclaimer. Our own experience and preferences so please don't get offended. We are not speaking on behalf of all African community or Black people community. This is just our own opinion. So the first question is, can you please remind people of your name and tell us your relationship status? Hi, I'm Natalie. I am single and I've always been single <laughs> because I'm an African woman. I have no <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess not. Natalie's also um, lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will go next. Um, Amy, and um, single like a dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just want to give me a heart attack from this laughter. Luden. Hi, everyone. My name is Luden Dominguez. If you ever forget my name, just think of the Luden Cough Drops. I have been single for quite some time, and I'm ready to mingle. I'm trying to find out a nice, beautiful Latina, Black queen, you know, whatever I can see out there, you know. But uh, let a brother know. I'm taking some applications. I know how to bake. Um, I know how to cook. Um, I gotcha. I got a dog. His name is Stitch. So let a fellow know. 
Damn, bro. Oh, it was you just are you single, bro? Like, <laughs> hold on. The question was just, are you single? I hey, think you needed to listen. I'm just putting my you you have no idea how many times I've been stopped by girls every single day. They're like, oh my god, your dog is so cute. I bet thanks. Make a quick conversation, and then I found out, nah, you're not the one. Move on with my day. Mm. Uh, so, and you guys already started the conversation. So why are you guys still single? Especially, I mean, you guys are already out in the work, got the money, you know, plus you got African parents and uh, Hispanic parents. I'm sure they're on your back asking, where is my grandchildren? What's going on? Um, before I answer that, I think you should also answer the questions, your status. 100%. I'm ready to become a nun. <laughs> she said I'm single and I'm not ready to mingle. And I'm not open to it. Not willing. Not interested. <laughs> no, I feel like that's what my my parents will be expecting me to say. Because I grew up jokingly saying I was going to become a nun. But um, it was a joke. So I'm still single. Don't worry. I'll get married soon. One day. Anyway, so please tell me why are you guys still single, especially you got the bags and African parents in your back. Um, I'm the amateur of the group. <laughs> um, I've been single a while, uh, just because my my standards are way too high, and every time that I try to get into a relationship with a girl, it is a a hundred percent backfired. Um, so I've had bad luck there. Um, so yeah. Couple of different things, but I don't want to bore you with the details. So, um, for me, I just feel like anytime someone starts to step into my life, they make it worse, and I don't need that negativity in my life. Like I said, right? So if someone comes to me, they don't bring any value, zero negative value, not not just zero, they bring negative value. It's like, why would I do this? What is the reason? You know, and that's why I will stay single, keep working with myself. And doing me because, again, return on investment, you know, my time on the earth is very limited and I'm not going to waste it being stressed out and devaluing myself by spending time with the wrong people. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Wow. That was like, <laughs> that's sad. Sad for who? Sad for who? <laughs> for me? Yeah. Yeah. Who is that for me? For all parties involved. Wow. Well, I think it's, I, I, you know, I don't think we're there in the podcast yet, but I do feel like guys, they will express interest in every woman they see, right? So as a woman, you can never tell who's generally interested in you or who's just shooting their shot because that's what guys do. They just shoot their shot, right? You can't filter through what's good and what's not because it's just like everyone, guys will talk to anything that can walk and that is female. I have realized, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? If you don't stand out from the majority of people expressing interest, then that real interest. That makes sense. Makes sense. I, I follow. Um, I'm going to answer that. I'm going to rebuttal to that. But um, you, you asked you asked why. Um, I just think, like, uh, my value is just too much for people, you know? <laughs> what is going we got on? jokes today i'm the chosen one <laughs> right, look you're a hater <laughs> no that's good amy that's good okay but, you stand your ground you know your worth and your value and you stick yeah, by but, it right and i i think i think the thing is is like um 
I just, I think, I think I'm still young. And, um, I think like I have not interacted with the right person yet. <laughs> I feel like, I feel Ew, like, uh, <laughs> this till later in the conversation. But I feel like women are very intentional about who they like, right? A woman will like probably like one person a year, like generally like someone, I think. Or at least like them, like one person a year to enough to express interest. Guys, they used to be expressing interest like, pew, 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 pew. like every girl, whatever, whatever, post a cute selfie, they're into the DMs, whatever. They see you in the like, they're, you know, I feel like guys are not intentional with expressing interest. And that's why when guys express interest, they're just like, yeah, whatever, I heard it before, whatever, get out of my face. So you have to be different from the others. Of course, right? But, um, I feel like not every, not every single woman is like, I guess, intentional with who they like, you know. Responsibility um, goes both ways. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, look, um, women, you know, tend to like what other women have, right? Like, oh, they're cute. I wish I could have that. That's always a statement that's in the mind that you, that you, like, you, you look at these uh, celebrity relationships. Who glorifies them? Their fans. Women are the one oh, that glorifies oh. them, right? You look at Meg The Stallion. You look at uh, Little Dirk. You know, oh my God, they're so cute. I wish I could have that. You know, now you have this expectation for yourself of what you can have, right? And then anybody that you do interact with, you expect them to give you what Little Dirk has given his girlfriend, wife, whatever it is, or you expect them to give. You know what I mean? And it's like. You know, you should have your your own personal expectations of what you want and not what you're seeing from other people. You know, I think it's good to acknowledge like, oh, what they got is cool. You feel me? But this is what I want. Right. I get what you're saying. What would you say is like, do guys ever like look at a relationship like, I want that? Like, what would they think of? Like, you know, you know, it's the craziest thing they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lauren London. The, what? <laughs> you said Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> what relationships do y'all look at and be like, I want that? I'm curious. I'm really curious. What relationships do guys look at and be like, huh, I want that? I'm just curious because I think um, it varies. I think, I think it varies because, like, the ones you mentioned, I'm just like, I don't look at them and be like, I want that because, I don't know, Lil Durk and his girl, you want to shoot them? I'm just like, you're not having a shootout. <laughs> you know, so I think it varies. No, 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 but but like, but like the 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 whole thing of like and like putting their brain already that that's yeah. what getting back because you see the trend on Twitter, right? Where it's like, um, for for your birthday, right? I want the hotel with the balloons and the flower petals and a bunch of gifts. That's the thing now, right? That's the expectation that you have for your significant other to do for you, right? It's not. Just something intimate because something intimate is like, uh, I think though, I want to say, I'm going to speak for myself, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's the majority of women, especially for women who I'm not going to pay when I get to the bum, especially women who, who get things they want on their own. Mm-hmm. That's not a case at all. I don't think people generally I agree. expect that. I, agree. I think what it really is is people wanting to use sure that you care. And I feel like in general, a lot of guys, not all guys don't know how mm-hmm. to express genuine things they might love you sure. but they don't know how to be like oh the birthday's coming up this is important let me do this and then oh this holiday's coming up let me do this and, like a lot of guys 
don't have the idea and the cost to do that. And I think why what girls love is that idea of like, can a guy really think like this in this story? Because women, I don't know, I've been single now, but like, I feel like women are very, very thoughtful. And I feel like I'm the kind of person like, I'm so thoughtful. I will go above and beyond for my loved ones, my partners, whatever they want. And I'll be just very genuine about it. So it's like if you're thoughtful and you're genuine, you're going through these this, these big things from the heart. So I don't think okay. these women think of like, oh, I'm doing like I want them to spend this much on my birthday. It's like I want them to be thoughtful. I want to see their heart and what they're doing, and I want to see that's what it is. Because I don't want to be looking a little dark and his ground be like, dang. I'm going to go to Chicago and tell me a little dark. I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, and now yeah, I'll, I'll say this right. I think the thing is, um, women women are nurturers by nature, right? So it's easy for women to to love or to find something to love in their partner, right? Which will make them stay because they found something to love. Now, I feel like guys, they know when they love somebody, right? And when they do, they will give you the world. They will be thoughtful. They would, any type of creativity possible, imaginable, they'll make it happen, right? And that's, that's the biggest difference is that a lot of times guys, they're, they're not capable of loving multiple partners. You know what I'm saying? There's one person that they've truly loved. And if that does not work out for them, for them, it's like, okay, I guess I'll just, you know. Yep. So everyone, everyone heard it here first. (laughs) These things, he do not love you, girl. Leave. (laughs) <laughs> you know, a lot of people are holding on to these things like let me hope and see what happens yes there's yes. some things a guy will do and you're just like you don't want me to like me at all you don't enjoy my company and i'm just like that's very bare minimum behavior yes so if a person likes you they will go above and beyond of course. Yes. and i feel like a lot of men need to expect that accept that like yeah all these guys may be showing interest in you but they don't like you like that you know right. and that's right. a big part of it I, I definitely noticed that too i'm just like they don't like you. They just want to hang out with you. They just want to yeah. check time. Right. But I go ahead. I agree to what Amy and Natalie were arguing about, depending on certain conditions. I feel like in some points, some women have high, unbelievable unreal expectation of guys. Um, I, I wasn't so aware about it until I actually started like listening to like my brothers and my guy friends, like explaining like issues they face in a relationship, expectation from their girlfriends. And I'm like, okay, chill. Cause in the end, especially for us, one thing I'm looking at is, you know, initially people used to date, uh, mostly women used to date men who are older than them. So most of the time that came with better financial status, more experience, so they will know how to juggle the relationship and manage time and everything that you need from them. But when you are dating a person in your age, sometimes it's like they are also figuring out everything. They might be better financially or they might be not really good. They might be below you financially. But as uh, Natalie said and Amy said, it's all about priority and what you love and the time you're going to put in. Because some women will appreciate some 
something small that other people can deem meaningless but will mean a lot to them because it actually thoughtful of you. It took you time to think about it to make them happy. So they'll be appreciative of it. But I do know some women, even if you think a thousand times, as long as that thing is cheap, your ass is getting cut. So I understand both sides. So one of the questions I had is, what what are you guys' day breakers in a relationship? Um, somebody who's too serious. Because I joke around too much for you to be too serious about life. You feel me? Like, we're going to meet God when we meet God. Yeah, we might as well enjoy our time on Earth. So you want a jokester? Is that what you want? <laughs> I'm kidding. Let me stop. Nah, I mean, just like, I feel like, uh, I want to say a jokester, you know, I'm not saying like, I want somebody that, that does, that's like, uh, a stand up comedian, you know what I mean? But like, somebody that could, that could say something funny at least once in a while, you know, but I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, you're too simple. I, I don't hear nothing like, you gotta be five foot. Six or nah, I feel like I feel like nah, 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 so people talk about, you know, about weight versus the body height. And people have argued about this, said, well, you know, guys judge about like the weight and stuff like that. They're two, the very main difference between the, between weight and between, and between body height. You can't control body height. Weight, you can or can't control depending on medical conditions and stuff like that. But body height, you have absolutely no physical control of how tall or short you can be. Literally nothing. Literally nothing. So then if a girl is just like. who got joint extension, actually. They were shot at the <laughs> What? Yeah. Now is it which thing. can which can your thighs and everything become which broke. you can possibly have a possible case of paralysis or spinal cord injury, which is completely dangerous. So please don't do that. Yeah, but <laughs> just see to this. But it's just like it. It just it, it's something that I, I've never under. I can't. I can't understand. You know the whole argument about you know the body weight. Nobody should ever be judge about the body weights or anything like that or um or that kind of stuff however when a girl is just like i don't want to date no guy underneath six feet okay okay sweetheart but like <laughs> a guy can't control that like the guy that's like six one may not have the qualities of a guy that's like five ten you know it's like i mean like you know what if the guy that's six one is treating you like like a like a d-bag be like, like, I don't care. He needs to be six one. I mean, that is one of unreal expectations that um, if you're learning everything about relationship, you're gonna have to learn that the majority of men are not six foot. They are less than six foot. So that's why. Jokes on y'all. Damn. <laughs> you're already shooting us in, in the freaking heart. I'm not saying that. Hey, I'm over here withholding my judgment. No, obviously. You have judgment is what you're saying. No, I know I know she got that six foot requirement. <laughs> <laughs> Me? <laughs> Me? 
I, I guess Natalie's your turn. What's your requirement then? If you think I'm that shallow, I'm five two, so you can really be five five, and I won't notice. You talk to me. No, you really I'm, joking. That? I'm joking with you. I'm joking with you. Wow. It's a joke. Oh <laughs> you see, that's what I said. I gotta no, be able to no, joke. No, no. I can't. no, Amy, I know you joke all the time. Okay, like I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, for me, I'm having a hard time thinking of like deal breakers. Like, I, I definitely have some, but like I can't like think of them at the moment. I guess in short, my deal breakers would be people who are like, I guess, not willing to like learn things and have certain discussions because mm. I'm an inquisitive person. I'm going to ask a lot of questions. And in my process of asking questions, if you realize you're like you're wrong with something, I need you to be, to be able to like say like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. What I said will make no sense. I'm wrong, you know? So I need someone who's like open and willing to like learn and move on like that. Like not to, don't have like a big ego or any of that. Mm-hmm. I guess big ego is like my big deal breaker because I'm also a very, very understanding person. If you explain what you're thinking, what you're feeling, I'm a very empathetic person and I will understand I'll put myself in your shoes and I'll get on board. And again, the ego thing is just like, okay, why wouldn't you just say, use your words and express that? So, and sure, that's like a deal breaker to me. If I feel like you're withholding, if I see you acting different, but you're not using your words to express that, I don't have time for that. I'll use these words. Okay. So that's my deal breaker. But I will also say, I have noticed that like, I feel like a lot of things that are deal breakers to people you should not take personally. Like if someone's like, oh, I like guys who are six feet tall. You might be like, dang, I'm like five something I really like you. That sucks. Like I'm offended. But you just got to be like, you know what? I get it. It's all in God's plan. I'm going to go find me a girl who likes my height, you know? And I think that's a big part of just going with the flow and ex- accepting that you're not going to be everyone's everything. I might be everything to someone, but the person I like, I might not be everyone's everything to them. And I've learned to just accept that. There's people who like, you know, so you just got to accept that, like, it's like that. Some of my things are like, oh, you talk too much. You're too smart. You're too this. You're too that. And I'm just like, okay, well, it was nice knowing you. I'm not going to be mad about it and change myself. Keep being yourself, you know? Keep being who you are and being true to yourself and what you feel. You don't want to cheat yourself for someone else. So, yeah, it's all to say on that. It's just like people might have judgments, might have preferences. They don't got nothing to do with you. It's going to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to keep on going. Down the yellow brick road and find what's mine. Mm. That is, I think that is the best way to put it. Um, so for me, it's really it's two things, but it's three because of, of a condition of a medical condition I have. So number one, um, one of my do works is, is that she can't smoke because of my asthma. So that's just, that's a no go for me. So that's just because of my medical condition. Number two, it just, being a decent human being, not being rude, not being, you know, nasty, disgusting, that automatic turn off. I was, I was raised to be, you know, a gentleman, to be polite to people, to be respectful to everybody, no matter where or, you know, what walk of life they come from. And if you, if you can't comprehend that simple, basic foundation of understanding of life, then we have no business knowing one, knowing each other. Absolutely none. Oh, and someone who's very egotistical, very arrogant, automatic turn off. Do not want that toxicity in my life. Listen, for me, boy, I mean, whatever you guys say is true. It's also my deal breaker, but I think it goes further than that. Um, number one, if 
you're not aware of the world. If you only, if you live in America and you only know America and nothing else outside America, I don't think we're going to work. Like that, that's number one thing. If you're open to learn and I don't have to be the one who is teaching you, you can like do your research, be knowledgeable. The world is so big and so many things that you can learn and have conversation. Cause number one thing I want a person who can blend in with my family. My family is an open, very diverse, like they, as long as you have a knowledge and passion of understanding the world as a one unit and caring about other people, not just focusing on what is going on in your own neighborhood and that's it, then I think that would be good. And also, um, religion is going to be another deal breaker. And I feel like I've just come into like understanding that I would prefer having somebody of my same faith because learning about everything, I just, the confusion about religion and everything becomes complicated and something that I've just decided I don't want to put my future children into because if I believe God exists and you believe God doesn't exist, I don't want my child to be confused. If I believe Jesus is this and then you don't believe it's that and then it's just a lot of confusion and I don't, I'm not ready to pull my children in it, my future children in it. And um the last thing is, as we said, ego, big ego, not being able to say sorry or acknowledge when you make a mistake. Or if a person tells you to do one thing, like something is not making me comfortable, is making me uncomfortable. Can you change? Number one, you give them chances. Uh I believe in giving second chances, but like, Sometimes you just have to know like where to draw a line. Certain things you'll be like, okay, I told you once, I told you twice. Okay. It's a done deal. And then you move on to the next. So my next question is, have you guys ever dated an African woman or man? And where were they from? If not, why haven't you dated African? Um, uh, this. <laughs> so I mean, I'm not even gonna skip this anyway. <laughs> Amy, you have to be a good and answer the question. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say where they're from. You feel me? Because there's gonna be an avalanche that's gonna fall down. You know, but but I have, yes, I have. Um, I cannot, cannot say where they're from, you know, out of respect and out of privacy. I don't want to hurt about their feelings, but if I say I don't date these men, huh? right? Hmm. I don't want that on your podcast, do y'all? No, I mean, but that's, your, but that's your opinion. That's, that's not the podcast person. opinion. Oh, right, I'm, not but, putting, I'm not putting that kind of negativity in the air. No, 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 no. but the, the thing is, there's a lot of women, well, a lot of Congolese women that feel like that anyway. So I won't be surprised. <laughs> you say that, <laughs> I'm like, it's just another one on the list. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think we should talk about how hasty generalizations like that. I'm dead. No, that's not a general. No, no, it's not my question. Okay, okay, okay. I can say so, I will never date a Congolese man, and then lo and behold, here I am. You know, you okay. never know what will happen. All right, cool, cool, cool. 
I unfortunately have not dated a beautiful black queen yet. I am hoping to do so, you know, for dating, maybe even for, for her to be my wife and stuff like that. Um, like I mentioned, I had a lot of hiccups in relationship. Um, every time I try to get into a relationship, either is a girl that did stuff with friends that I know of or something happened during the talking. And I don't want to say too much just in case she listens. <laughs> So yeah. the reason why I actually asked this question is because like I've been paying attention to a lot of millennials or Gen Z, basically our generation. And it's kind of becoming a trend that most of us don't want to marry a person from our own country. So if you're like Rwandese, most people will be like, oh, I'm a Rwandese. I don't want to marry a Rwandan person. Oh, I'm Ghanaian. I don't want to marry a Ghanaian man. Oh, I'm a Jamaican man, woman. I can't marry a Jamaican woman. And it's actually becoming popular. I wanted to know, like, what is your take on this? What do you think that is becoming now a big thing, especially in the African community? Really? I was, at least from my perspective, Okay, this is just me speaking as a Latino. Um, at least I didn't see that. I, but that's just, that's just me from an outsider looking in. I, I, I was not aware. I do know that inter, interracial, um, relationships and marriage are much higher than it has been before. So there is more of a mix going on that I know, but I was not aware of that. Hmm. I think. If I would have to, I guess, deduce it to something, it has, it has to fall down to like either values or experiences because I can't, I can't think of any other reason why you would say, I want, I don't want to date. In my case, I want, I don't want to date another Latina. Like, you know, I think the only thing that can really like push somebody to say, like, you know, like if not trying to compare relationships to schools or anything like that. But, you know, like, if you don't want to go to school, you had a bad experience at the school. I don't want to go back to that place It's because of a bad experience, you know, or like, you know, your core values of who you are as a person. Like, I feel like it has to come down to, do, to those things. And millennials and Gen Z, they're not the same, but they're almost the same, especially, you know, you got your millennials who are kind of like in the middle of the two circles where, you know, some people have some similar beliefs and some people don't have similar beliefs. Um, and I, I guess it, Especially nowadays with like the whole fluid like relationships that has been going on nowadays. I think people are a lot more, people want to be more fluid and not date within their own, um, within their own culture or their own people, you know, maybe out of, you know, beliefs, maybe out of, you know, core values, um, or maybe just be, you know, I think it has to do with something like out of that. Is what I'm thinking. If I don't have to deduce it, but that's just me kind of taking the uh, education guess, educational guess to it. I would say it comes to like just like making a general general statement about a group of people, mm-hmm. which is never fear it's like with people, and people tend to have a general idea about certain people, and just steer away from them. And I think that's probably part of it. So it's, a lot of it is just like ignorance. Like if I say. For example, I would never date anyone whose name starts the J. Obnoxious example, but I would never date anyone who starts the J, whatever. And I, I stick with that. I'm not going to marry someone whose name starts the J, right? And then people make those statements where, like, I would never date someone from this country or this continent or whatever. 
and they fall through on that and it's all based on just like ignorance like not knowing better and then I guess a little ego of not realizing hmm I was wrong these Conway's guys are pretty cool so I think it's a level of, of don't ignorance. make any grow old Ryana <laughs> I think it's like a level of like ignorance and also not being so like being willing to change and adapt which again like we all said it's a that's a red flag so yeah I think it probably comes down to like um from the parents um a lot of the time the parents want you to marry within like the culture to marry within like the same tribe et cetera et cetera so like you probably want to rebel you know no matter how hard you you want to fight that like oh my friends kind of control over me you know you don't know it but like you know subconsciously you're rebelling right because it's like Isaiah, African parents, they always like, well, I'll speak for my parents, you know, they want you to marry, like, you know, another Congolese person. They want you to marry somebody from, you know, from a similar tribe. You know what I mean? But not just anyone. They can't even be slightly Americanized. They have to be pure from the. Yes. Of course. Yeah. 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 So, so it's like, so it's probably just like, yeah, let me rebel and like, I'll show you who's boss. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I actually, I don't know. I, I didn't think that was like a trend, to be honest with you. You yeah. said what? I said, I didn't think it was a trend either, but in conclusion, people <clears throat> date outside of, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's dating out of their origin or whatever, but it's either being rebellious or being ignorant and like blocking mm-hmm. certain countries and continents or races or whatever, blocking those people out. <laughs> um, and then Lewin's point was, it's what your parents pass down to you. If your parents say you're going to marry someone who's from here, some people just accept that and go with that. And some people, like Amy said, are rebellious. And like, yeah, I'll show you how to marry out of our... So, <laughs> the three brackets. I mean, I think it also makes sense. Like, because I, th- I know for the last episode, we were talking about fashion. And Amy mentioned about, like, how people are getting out of that traditional wear. So, I guess that does make sense. You know, it starts with... You know, the mindset, culture starts with mindset, you know, comes from, you know, beliefs, practices and stuff like that. Culture comes into practice, you know, and, you know, relationship is another, just another branch, branch off of, a, off of man, mindset, excuse me. So I, I guess like, you know, stemming back from the last episode, I think that does make sense. I mean, to, sorry, to be fair, I did not say they're getting out of traditional wear. I said Congolese people <laughs> have not touched I wasn't trying was to put you in a bad spot I was no, no, just no, trying no, to bring no. a point no, I just want to clarify I just want to clarify that I said Congolese men don't don't wear traditional clothing that's all I wanted to say and point out but yes I get your point I get it just starts with one group of people That that's all I'm saying <laughs> yeah so some people are thinking it's not really becoming a trend, but like actually it's really like a big thing. Cause I've seen it among like, even on like social media or whatever, a lot of people, or even Caribbean people, they're getting into that. And one thing that I discovered, I wouldn't say I discovered one, one thing I learned. Um, some, one of the issue is stemming from parents, but not as you guys say, but because of how some people saw their parents acting. So 
if you're Ghanaian and you grew up in a Ghanaian household and your father was bad towards your mom or he didn't treat her with care or respect her or certain traditions that the Ghanaian people, like husband would expect from her, from his wife. And then as a child, you start looking at it. And as you know, especially if you grew up in America and then you see like, oh, the other people are not doing this. It's only Ghanaian men who are going to have this expectation. Only Ghanaian men are going to treat me like that. So they end up saying, you know what? I'm not going to marry a Ghanaian man. Or I'm not going to marry a Nigerian man. Nigerian men are like this because that's what they have been exposed to. All their uncles, their nephews, their nieces, they have that like if you grow up in a bad household and all of the household male figures were Nigerians and they are bad, you're gonna have that like assumption that all Nigerian men are bad. But one thing that my brother was telling me about was like where people are going wrong is um since you have only seen bad Ghanaian or bad Nigerian or bad Congolese. You assume that's the only people who are bad, but in actuality, a man will be bad regardless of where they're from. So you might assume that maybe Senegalese men, they're going to be better because you haven't seen how they act. But when you go there, they might be worse. Or you might assume that African-American, they're going to treat you better because they don't have that tradition, but they also have their own culture that they, they have there they will have some expectation on how, if they're already abusive, regardless of where they're from, they're always going to be abusive. So you should not just be blindly um assuming that if you don't date a person from your country, then you're going to be better, of course. We are all human, and regardless of your background, you're going to be who you meant to be, unless you are willing to to learn and change. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I was like talking on, on in terms of like making generalizations and assumptions because we all make assumptions based on what, what we know, what we see, and you only have like a tiny view of what it really is. Like you never know, and that's why I think everyone should be very open to being from people and learning about different cultures. Exactly. Do you guys have anything else? Would you actually would you guys consider dating uh, outside your race? <sighs> I guess that's one thing in my own relationship or no, not my relationship, but like one thing about myself that I'm trying to really like try to focus on and stuff because I really, I personally, I really want to date. The first thing that I want in my future is to make sure I want my kids, my future kids to be very, very embraced in the Hispanic and Latino community. Um, that I grew up in. I would like them to be embracing that. You know, any, any woman, regardless of whatever nationality she comes from, can speak Spanish and stuff like that. Like, that's totally fine. I just want to make sure that my kids have that, like, you know, that Hispanic, uh, family connection, you know, just like with any other culture, um, to have that. And I, that's one thing that's very important to me. Um, so like, then it comes into play that, like, you know, I want, I want to, I want to date whoever I want to date. Um, but I do, I have noticed, and y'all can let me know if I'm wrong and stuff like that, because I have had a conversation about people with this. I'm like, am I like wrong for like having a, like a little bit more of a preference to like, you know, a Latina or his, or, uh, excuse me, or uh, a black queen? Like, 
is there like a like is it a bad thing to have like a preference and stuff like that um which fun fact i also put a story on that on reddit and actually got some replies on it um but yeah i i, I guess i guess that's that's my answer for me is kind of like a toss up in the air that i'm still kind of low-key trying to figure out um so I, I i i just i don't know i just I mean, I would, I would prefer to be with a Latina, a black queen or, or something like that. I just, I don't know. I think it's always easier to be with who you are, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's easily to you because it's just easier to mix things, like, you know, all that stuff. Like we were talking about earlier about how, like, it's usually if someone's the same religion as you because it's easier. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of aligns with that. Um, so I feel like that preference is like reasonable and understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's all about being open to meeting other people and not shutting them out because they're not Hispanic or whatever you prefer. Yep. So I think preferences that relate to you are one thing, but preferences that have nothing to do with you is just like, okay, let's unpack this. Why do you prefer white women when you're a black man? You know, <laughs> are like outside of you is like, we need to unpack and get the tip to the root of the cause because a lot of times it's rooted in self-hate. A lot of times it's written like other issues it is. that need to be addressed. So I feel like when people say, oh, I have a preference for this, I have a preference for that. Some things are preferences and some things are just problematic. And mm-hmm. you really got to unpack and figure out why you have these preferences and why they're going to make sense for you in the long run and why they're necessary um, and all that. The slogan so, of, the, of this episode. <laughs> levels of preferences. You can't just be like, I prefer this. I'm like, okay, that sounds racist. Like, elaborate, please. So... I think it's levels to, to um, preferences and yours seems reasonable because that's who you are. That's what you're familiar with. That's what you're used to. And you seem like you're open to other cultures and races. So you're, you're not like shutting other people down. You're saying this would be ideal because of X, Y, and Z. Mm. Amy. <laughs> um, Amy about to get canceled. He about to say something. Amy, give it to us, Say what you got to say, Amy. <laughs> say what you got to say, King. You're going to be canceled anyway, so it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what's the question? The question is, like, would you what? Would you date outside your race? Well, how are we defining outside the race? Okay. Answer the dang question. <laughs> are we you're going to get canceled. Just get canceled. What's your race? Or what's your view on preferences, Amy? What's your view on preferences? Do you have any preferences? Or how do you view them? Um, I have no, <laughs> I have no, uh, like, you know, a strong hate for anybody. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just feel like I prefer, you know, somebody that could relate to me easily. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> Nothing. I don't want to get canceled. today. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. That's 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 not it. That's not it. You know, I just think it's it's easier to have somebody that can relate to you. You know what I'm saying? When you when you make a certain comment, they already know. Like, oh, you know, I don't want to sit here have to explain to you. Yo, back in fifth grade, like we used to do this thing. Like, <laughs> now nah, I just take the whole fun out of you know what I mean? Of me just saying something that you already know. You know, like, so that's what I mean. You know. You know, I, I feel like majority of the people that probably like uh, grew up around the same culture I did, I probably say are easier to talk to, easier to more relatable, you know, but, you know, I don't, I don't hate any group. 
more than I hate the other. So understandable. I also feel like when you're outside of your race, religion, culture, whatever, I do feel like I could be wrong. I feel like you just put like a extra amount of effort into that relationship. Sure. And I feel like if the your partner isn't receptive to learning about your culture and your religion and all of that, that's a red flag. You just gotta cut your ways. I don't care how comfortable you are. I don't care how good of a snuggler they are. You gotta. Okay, it was nice knowing you. You're not open to trying food. We gotta end it here. You know. <laughs> you. You, you, gotta, break you have you to have the um to end it. And all of like they don't have the um to like be like, okay, I'm seeing things that I don't like. Next thing you know, they have kids, they're married, and then they want to end. I'm just like, I could have avoided all this extra work if mm-hmm. I just, you know, acknowledged what was in front of you and accepted the fact that there was just hurdles you guys couldn't over, you know, pass, jump over. Yeah, so Natalie, what is your take on cause? Um, I've seen a, a lot of black women, especially because of their dating experiences, are like, oh my God, I'm done with black men. I don't want to be with a black man. I just want to be with a white man. They're more understanding, more caring. They can help me cook. They can give me a foot massage. A black man can't do that. What's your take on that? My, I don't think it's fair. Like, I don't have that take at all. I feel like as a black, as a black woman, Right. I have an idea of the environment that black men were brought up in. Right. I know that some of the struggles they deal with, some of the issues they face. And I know that like it might take them until they're like 30 or 35 to kind of like really be like, wait a minute. I'm like this because of that. I'm this because of that. Like really unpack their issues, their trauma or whatever that may be. And everybody said it takes time. Right. Some people are just like, wait, there's other people who don't have the same. Who know their background? Who I can speak on? Like I don't know how other cultures were brought up, but like you talk to me, okay, you don't have these barriers. You're very vulnerable. You're very open to communicating. You're very this and that and the third, and that's rare. That's different. Why is that? And you get to understand, like, okay, I see why you're, you're all these things. Like you just didn't have to deal even with me. Like you didn't have to deal with things I had to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. Like even in my environment, I had to be a ceremony because being raised like in a strict household or just being. Once so, like I put on me while I school, like just like things you have to cure yourself different because you have to. This is how it is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my take on that is I think that's very judgmental. I think it's close minded to say, oh, black when I this then the thirst, I can't date them. I think it's all about time. Right? Yeah. There are some black men who are in that space, in that phase where they have figured themselves out. They have learned how to communicate and X, Y, and Z, and they're ready for that. And there's also very much people with other race in other races who don't have anything figured out either. So it's just like you gonna go make mistakes and learn and take L's in the same area, just the same, I guess. Yeah. So in short, I think it's all about timing. You can't expect someone to be where you are when you're there. Sometimes you have to be like, let me keep working on myself. And when the time comes, when the time arises, you know, maybe you won't align. Maybe I won't meet someone when I'm like 23 or 25. Maybe when I'm 30 or 35, it's lineup. I just, I, I'm very against canceling out entire cultures, entire mm-hmm. races, or whatever. Like, I, I don't think that's fair. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you because this is one of the topics that had arguments with other people for the longest, especially for me when, um, it comes to like a black woman, uh, going for a white man because we treat them better. Majority of the time when I look at those women, 
most of the time they have been dating same people, different body, but same characters, people you surround with, the same group of people, their characters, the same, the way they're raised, the way they're taught is the same. And then you just assume, as we said before, that that's how like all black men are. But when you start dating outside your race, one thing I've noticed is that you are way more careful in choosing who you allow to be a partner. Because number one, you're going to check their character. Are they going to be able to meet my tradition? Are they going to be able to respect me? Are they going to be able to understand the black struggle? Yada, yada. But when you're dating a black person, you already have this assumption, okay, they should already understand me. They should already know this. But one thing that black women keep on forgetting to see is starting evaluating from your own household. Uh, the things that you might say like, oh, I've you know, my man should know how to cook. My man should know how to do this and this and that. But when you look back in your own household, your parents didn't teach your brother how to cook. Your brother doesn't have the initiative to cook, always expects you to be the one to cook for them. The same thing that you see as a red flag in another man, you're allowing it to be okay for your brothers, for your nephews, for your niece, and you don't speak out. You don't realize that this is a tradition and a bad car, uh, a bad character that you might be nurturing among black community. So I feel like as black women, sometimes we lack our own responsibility in teaching black men and nurturing them. And we can't just expect that all we're going to do it for our children. It starts from your own household. How are you seeing your brother behaving and just correlating it? Cause the same thing, another, girl might be letting their brothers to do the same. And then the difference is that obviously some white men maybe grew up where the majority of their fathers, they cook and it's okay. Our culture, understanding, especially as Africans, some, some people back home, men were not going, will not be allowed to go in the kitchen. It's a women place. They're going to have to cook, right? Uh, so when they come here, they still behave the same. Um, the, the brothers pick up the same, uh, tradition from their fathers. So they end up not saying, Oh, I don't need to cook. I seen my mom do all the cooking, right? But since a white man, majority of them grew up in America, they saw their father cook. So they're going to pick up, Oh, I need to maybe cook. Not everyone, by the way, not every white man can cook. I'm just giving an example, but no. since yeah, go ahead. No, I agree. I that's why I think it's like important for people to like be alone and learn themselves and understand who they are and wh- all that before they even try to like dabble in with other people. Like first of all, I think it's, it's very inconsiderate for you to try to talk to someone when you have no idea where your life is going. First of all, I think it's very inconsiderate and disrespectful, <laughs> in my opinion. But for example, I okay, I can cook. I know how to feed myself. Amy, mind your business. Okay, don't say nothing. I can cook, right? But like, I don't like it, right? That's not my favorite thing to do. I prefer doing other things with, with, with my time. Cooking can take time, right? I prefer being productive in other ways during my daytime, right? If I were to find a partner who can cook, that's like a bonus for me, right? So I'm not going to be like, oh, African men don't cook, they can cook, can't look at them. I'm not going to close that out, but I just know it's a preference that I have deep down inside of me and I just got to hold on to it and see how that goes. And I feel like, Again, like you have to be on your own to experience things. Like if a guy goes on to on his own, 
he has no choice but to feed himself. And he might find that he enjoys to cook. You know, he might find that he enjoys to clean. He might find that his environment that he was brought up in is not who he is and not what he's all about. So I think it's all about go out, be on your own, figure out who you are. And then with your preferences, it's like, okay, you can have your preferences and what you like, like, but like you have to be, I guess, part of being relationships. I don't know because I don't be in relationships, but like you have to be willing to like change and, you know, push, pull, like compromise some things. And everyone looks at it like that's like a one done deal. That's just not how it is. It's just like not realistic. Like mm. it doesn't work that way, in my opinion. Um, shifting gears. Um, this is a common question, but who should pay for the first date? Um, I think it depends on. Before it used to be a clear cut answer. It used to be guys. Nowadays with how everything is ever changing and ever evolving, I think there is a mix of three different ideas where some people believe the men should pay. Some people believe the women should pay. And some people believe it should be split 50, 50. I think it really comes down to, or at least what should help to kind of give an answer to who should kind of comes out between the, you know, the person that is taking the other person out to the date and, you know, what are, you know, their values and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it, it's like, you know, maybe trying to talk to them being like, Hey, you know, I would, f- I, I would want to pay, I want to pay for this date or something like they're being upfront and honest, you know, and just having that conversation. And if she says, or he, or he says, you know, yes or no, all that kind of mumbo jumbo jazz, you know, then, then great. Or they say 50 50, or if they say, you know, no, I don't feel comfortable. I want to pay stuff like that. I think that would, you know, you can do something like that. But again, I have a very optimistic, very um, romantic-like vision of when it comes to relationship. So just please take that burger and salt. And you got a lot of disappointment coming to you. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um now for me, um, I pay all the time. No problem. I was just, I was raised like that. I have no problem. I think in a relationship, like relationship, relationship, same thing, but you know, obviously there's times where you probably don't have it, you know, and I think like that's where like, you know, the whole like 50 50 could come in where you're like, I, I can, I can help, you know. I think I'm like a hyper independent person, right? I don't want anyone to expect anything from me. So I want to make it clear that I can pay for myself. And that's that, right? That's how I am. So whenever I go with anyone, I'm like, I can pay for myself. I can, I'll pay for myself. Don't worry about it, right? That's just how I was brought up. That's just what I know is the right thing to do. This is, this is how my mind processes things, right? Cause I'm going to be out here. If you, they pay for the real, they expect things. I'm just like, no, don't expect that thing because I'm paying for myself. <laughs> So that's just how my mind processes these things and it will always offer. But I also feel like I'm the kind of person who, if I like, if I care about someone, whether it is like family, friends, whatever, if I care about them, I won't think twice about spending the money on them, right? You won't mm. care. It's nothing to you. Easy, breezy, whatever, you'll do it. So I'm the kind of person who's like, I'm always very willing to pay for other people. So if someone offers to pay, I'm like, no, it's okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it because I care about them and I value their, their relationship. 
So I'm going to offer to pay. So to me, even though I'm very hyper independent, where I'm like, I'll pay for myself. If you let me pay for myself, I'm like, okay, you don't care about me at all. I'm not going to see you again. That's how I process that too. So I'll pay for myself because I can. <laughs> no, I'll pay for myself because I can. But if you're not like, if you don't push back at all, it's just like, okay. You know, because I push back. That's how I am. I push. If someone's just like, oh, pay. Like, no, no, no. It's okay. I got it. Because like, I care about that relationship and it means nothing to me. Like that money at that time is like mm. an easy thing for me to do. Mm. Right. So if they don't push back at all, they're like, oh, cool. I was, I was hoping you would offer to pay for yourself. You know what kind of thing? So I think that's, it can be, a, it can be a little confusing when you don't communicate it verbally. But I think that I should pay first. Not because mm. women can't do it, but it's because if you genuinely care about them, it would be nothing to you. You only think twice, right? Like if you're genuine about it, if you're intentional about the communication and what, what's going on. It's like the bigger mind. In your mind, you already paid for that, that activity, that meal, whatever it was in advance. And also for the guys who don't have the money to be taking on dates, there are a lot of free dates out there. There's a lot of more affordable options out there. So it goes back to that. It's like, you want to spend time with me and get to know me or are you just messing around and need someone to eat? You don't think you're not eating that alone. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a lot of levels to it, but I'm saying I will always offer for myself because that's how I am. I know a lot of guys don't appreciate this. I'm like, yeah, you're way too independent. You need to relax. I know it's not always ideal, but that's what I will do. And if you don't push back at all, I'm like, okay, you don't care about hanging out with me at all. So, nah. I mean, uh-huh. would you allow a girl take you on a date and pay for you? Um, no. Why no. not? I mean, that's, again, like, that's just how, like, I was raised. Look, I, I look at... I look at things like, um, like karma. You know what I mean? Like, how would I want, like, somebody to treat my sisters? You know what I mean? Like, if I'm here and I'm like, not nah, sure, she's gonna, she's gonna do, you know what I mean? Like, that karma might miss me. You know what I'm saying? And I always feel like if it misses me, it's gonna hit somebody I, you know, I care for, you know, and I don't want, I don't want somebody, whether it's like, a, a really good female friend of mine to, you know what I'm saying? To catch a stray just cause I'm out here doing nonsense and not thinking things through. So like, no, I would not, you know? How does someone like pre-communicate that? You know what I mean? Like, how do you know? No, cause, cause when I go out, I, I don't myself. That's not my, my no, mindset. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is like when the check comes, I always just reach for the check, right? If I reach for the check and then I see you reaching your pocket, I will put the check down because it's like, Alright, so if you go pay, you go pay. Wow! Give me. I remember this one time we went to hang out. It wasn't like that. She dragged it. We went to watch a football game. We went to watch a football game. Make you pay? And I was like, "Well, I didn't care. I was just like, you know what, Amy, you just probably need to come watch this game with me because you know I wanted to go out to eat. So I was like, it's nothing. We went to watch a football game across from my house. It was like Bentley's Tavern or something. And you paid? You didn't pay. No I did. I think it might have been a Super Bowl game. You did, no, it don't you matter. That's what's important. It didn't matter. Receipts. I don't. I mean, no, it de- no, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't I mean, matter. It comes down to in conclusion. If people enjoy your company and care about you being there, yes. they'll yeah, pay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go yeah. with your friends, and you're like, "Oh, I don't have money to go out," and they're like, "Oh, we'll pay for you. Don't worry. They enjoy your company. They want you to be there because they care about you." Right. right, that's that's what I do. I pay. I pay for whatever. Like yeah, it's no problem. Same way, yeah. Like I think relationships are the same way. If you're going on a date and someone is like not trying to pay for you, 
they do not care about you at all. They're no, just of course. Time on their budget. They don't care about all yeah. the extra stuff. And that, I think that's a red flag, in my opinion. Because if you're not trying to pay, if you're not paying for anyone you go out with because you just don't care about them, you're just here for a good time, not a long time. And maybe you don't have the budget to be out here dating in the first place. So I just feel like... <laughs> Well, I think it is pretty realistic because if I was a man and I had to be paying for people to go on dates, I wouldn't know. I'd be focused on getting my money up, not my funny up. So, <laughs> right. You can, for me, let's say, for example, because as Amy, you said, oh, you don't, you would like to pay so that like nothing happens. Maybe my miss, you're going to get to your friends or your sisters, right? I feel like that is, I, I'm against that because number one, my sisters and my friends, should also be able to communicate their standard. If a person asks me, if my friend asks me, oh, Benny, let's go hang out. I'll be clear. I'll be like, oh, you know, man, I don't have money. Can we do something else? Or what, what is your plan? Or I don't, I can't afford that. Right. I feel like in a relationship, especially right now with the finances and everything, most of the time, the people asking you to go on a date with you, sometimes they even have less than you make. You know, that's where women are running like short on most of the time in the initial state men used to work women never used to work right so men obviously had money and women didn't have money so who had to pay for the things men but in our generation you're dating somebody went to the same school sometimes you're having higher pay than him but you automatically assume that since you're going out you're gonna have to he's gonna have to pay right Wrong information. I feel like for number one, when you're asking a person to go on a date, if you know you don't have money to pay, make it clear. Or as you said, go to a free date. Make your understanding. Listen, I'm interested in you, whatever my financial status right now, it does not allow me to go on a fancy dinner. Or do you want to grab ice cream and then we're going to have an evening walk and talk? Clear, simple. Or if, let's say a person, a man, because number one, when a person is asking for a bit, sometimes is a bit of courage. And some men are lacking that courage to even like say, they literally have to shoot themselves to ask you out. So what can you do as a woman? <laughs> what can you do as a woman? Oh, if a girl takes, like put on her suit, her plans to come ask you on a date, that's already some investment they already put in. So if they ask you like, oh, can we go on a date? And be like, okay, what do you have in mind? Okay. If they're suggesting a five-star hotel, know, know your status now. Be like, okay, I don't have that money yet. I can't afford that. Maybe it could be a future thing, but can we find something that I'm able to afford? Then he can be like, okay, don't worry about it. I got it. Plain and simple. You're going to go on a date. Enjoy it. The man said he's going to pay for it. You have no guilty. The woman said she's going to pay for it. You have no guilty. Okay, both of you don't have money. Okay, find a middle ground. Compromise. You know what? Let's just take a a walk at the beach. Free. Right? I just feel like it's a lack of communication and not understanding that what my my, sometimes my friends always trying to say is like, the wrong of equality because we keep on like asking for like, equality and whatever. And then for me, I feel like that's where it comes to equality. 
uh, we don't apply on a date is that we still keep thinking that men are always going to have money when they ask you out. Sometimes it's not true, you know? And we have to be understanding. You you might be the richer person in a relationship. So by being able to communicate, you can still have a good relationship. Because I've seen cases where men had to pretend to have the money to pay, you know, I got the money, I got the money, two debts. The third one, he can't afford it. But because you set a wrong expectation that you always got it, now all men is like, okay, he doesn't care about me anymore. Maybe he's using his money for something else. But literally it's because you had set wrong expectation mm-hmm. and you didn't communicate your financial status. Yeah. I think, I think it goes back to like how a lot of us said like ego is like a big part of like a deal bigger because if your ego is like too whatever, you won't be able to be like, yeah, I can't do that. Uh-uh. That's not part of my budget. You know, if your ego is too big, you can't communicate and you can't say that and express that. And that's a big part of what will end up in best situations. But also, on another note, like I said a lot of times, I feel like a lot of women are very intentional with who they date. Not all of them, I will say that. But like with guys, they're not very intentional. They just like pick and choose. They just they'll, they'll go off everyone just like like oh, they look here or there. Let's go out. No very no context to it. So it's just like sometimes it's just like okay, if you're gonna waste my time, you might as well also not waste my money as well. Like you, might, you better pay for this meal because you're wasting my time and my money. A free so, meal for the time, right? <laughs> That's another because like, if, if guys are just out here just like wasting people's time willy nilly, if they had to pay for these meals, they would not be wasting people's time like this. I like this girl enough to pay for her, so I'm gonna go out with her because I like her to pay for her. Don't go but, out with girls because you want someone <laughs> to hang out with every day of the week. So that's the other side of it. Like you have to be intentional. Right. If you're not willing to pay for them, you don't like them like that. Or the very minimum, if you're not willing to pay for, yeah, you got me for them. I get you. I get you. Look, I can't look, I can't even I can't speak for that other side of the world because I I cover all the time, so I have no issue. You feel me? I have no issue. And I think just to just to clarify what I was saying, Benny, I think um it's more so of like I was already raised like that, right? So I already I already cover regardless. But I when when you ask would I let like a Somebody that I went out on a date with, can I let her pay for me? I said no, nah, because it's like that's just that is weird to me. You feel me? I don't I don't know why. I just find it weird. You know what I mean? But what do what does bother me, right? Um <laughs> there was this one person who ran up the bill. <laughs> I can I can never I can never forget the way that Bill was looking. I said, <laughs> I said nah, there's no way. I said, what the hell did we eat? Like, yo, no way. Like, sis was having a grand old time. Like, and it was like, all that damn liquor she kept drinking. I said, yo, bro, come on, we're going to have to switch to water sometime. Like, <laughs> yeah, alcohol is expensive. <laughs> yeah. I did not see. This is why I need to learn about because I did not, I did not know that she had like three, four of them things. I said, "Bro, you're not about to have me out here." Uh, like, uh, Amy, she does not respect you because I feel like a, a reasonable person at would all. Not to, at they all. would know at least not to do what they wouldn't do on their own bills. Other people, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, when I know I'm going with a person who is strict or like, oh, I have to pay. I mean, I always go with the cheapest because I'm like, I'm not going to bother, bother you. If you're a person who are like open or whatever, I know like if you don't have it, you're going to let me know and then I'll cover it up. Then I can eat as much as I want. But like if I know it's a person who prefer, because there's people who have, as Amy said, like street culture, man, like, and you have to give them time to actually like open up to understanding like, you're okay paying because that's not how they're used to. Nah, more but Amy, this paying, is it just the first date or throughout dating? You nah, have I pay it? all the time. Even dating? Yeah, I pay all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I found you a wife. I'm taking a mental break right now. I'm taking a mental break right now. I need to find God. I'm not so responsible of you. I encourage that for everyone. Yeah, I need to find God. Because uh, I, I just anyway, um on the self notes, um so obviously Amy always pays on the uh on the date for those who understand but would you guys allow your wife to be the breadwinner while you stay home and be i sure would (laughs) (laughs) that was a quick answer (laughs) i sure would i'm not a big fan of labor (laughs) so if you're making the money hey look the house gonna be clean you gonna have food i have no issue about nothing Oh, no really? That was so surprising. Nothing. I didn't expect that. I have no issue about nothing. <laughs> I mean, like, is this, me? this, nah, go ahead. Yeah, go I'm ahead. sorry. Um, I was going to say, no, for me, uh, I would, I would like to work only, uh, just because I actually like to work. I come from like very workaholic type of family. So like for me, like I, I like to work and do stuff like that. So I mean, and she's a breadwinner. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally fine with that. I would be kind of bored at home doing pretty much nothing. So I would want to do, do some work and do some stuff. Um, but if she makes most of the money, I'm, I'm okay with that. There's no, there's no issue. I think if there's, this is just me. If there's, if you, for some reason, if someone believes that the wife being the bread uh, winner is an issue, you know, maybe the issue is yourself and you should take some time to self reflect. Emmy, you were Emmy, you were about to say something, right? No, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, if you if you're bored, you can get yourself a little part time job. You can fix the roof, <laughs> paint paint the house. <laughs> I mean, if all of that is all said and done, like I'm is talking about, really I like I want to like. So for me, like I behind my work, I want my work to have ambition, to have drive, to have motive, to have meaning behind it, oh, and sorry, that's what sorry. drives me to work. No, I, I hear you. Right. So, like, because because she's making so much money, you can start a foundation, and there you go. Your passion, you can go do that. But you're doing you know? work. You're not just right, right. But she, that's what I'm saying, though. Like something to just keep you busy, since you're you're saying that you're going to be bored. I'm you're not going to be bored at home just to, just to do something you have to <laughs> pass by in time. Yeah, I'm not. I'm talking gonna, about like you know making yeah. an impact, doing a change around the world, trying to do something better. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's something you could do. That's not. That's not something fine. you can just do in the confinements of your home. You just can't. You can't change something. You can't change the system or change the way things work by being in a comfortable zone. You have to go outside your comfort in order to push change. I mean, you're not gonna be a prisoner in your home, like. Right. No, right, right. I'm not. I'm not saying that. 
I'm being, a more stay, so, being a stay at home person though, it is like a lot of work. I don't I don't think people recognize mm-hmm. how hard work stay at homes put into keeping a home functioning and up. So I feel like a lot of guys are like, yeah, I'll stay at home. It's actually a lot of work to be a stay at home anything. I think I I think I saw like an article about how like a stay at home stay at home wife is like a six figure salary job basically. Yes. They're doing mm-hmm. so much managing and so much work. So yeah, you'll be plenty busy, but also you definitely can still do a lot of things. You can do like a little startup, like Amy said, like you can launch it and then go to like meetings in the evening when your wife is home with the kids or something. It's still very doable and functional, but it, it yeah. will be hard. You also make sacrifices, like how women expect to stay home with their kids. You never, you never seen the Bernie Mac show. I mean, terrible example because he he was the the richer one, but similar idea, right? He was the one staying home. She worked. You know, he took care of his uh, niece and nephew. So, same thing. I think it's doable. And hey, if I get to be in the comfort of my house all day, I have no problem. Shoot, if I had the option off as well, I would risk <laughs> my job to be a stay home wife. I would do it. Uh, <laughs> but Natalie, would you be the breadwinner and let your husband stay at home? I mean, if I like what I'm doing and I'm enjoying my, my job, I'll do it. Like, I don't, I won't stress about it. Yeah, if if I like what I'm doing, that's one thing. But um, I also would very much like to quit my job <laughs> and be a stay home wife. That would that would be ideal. I feel like that would be the most fulfilling of the roles that I could do. Personally, that's my opinion. Like it's not like I didn't I didn't choose this lifestyle. I feel like also I feel like a lot of women didn't choose to be like hyper independent and all these things. Like a lot of them, this is what they had to do. This is what they had to be. And some just just and they're like, you know what? This is pretty. Nice being being a boss, right? And the other people, I'm just like you know, naturally deep down, I'm a nurturer. I want to be with my kids, and not everyone has that. I I consider it a privilege to be home with your kids. Honestly, personally, if I had a choice of having a lot of money and being able to stay at home wife, I would do it. But again, I want to give my kids that flexibility and that freedom to set them up for success. So if I have to work too, then that's all I'll do. But yeah. Depends how much you're bringing in for me to be a stay home wife. <laughs> Otherwise, we're both out there working. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like I talk a lot on this podcast. I mean, when you edit this, can you like, <laughs> it seems like we all talk equally. <laughs> no, I, I feel like uh, it's probably because you, you have a lot of knowledge, you know, and you're, you're very, very willing to share that knowledge. So like, that was a smooth answer. <laughs> I do have a lot of knowledge. I do. <laughs> You guys might know, but I'm like actually really smart. No, you're really smart. Amy, you slap, and that implies that you don't think I'm really smart. No, no I'm still thinking about the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this was just the icing that we just scraped off. We still have the whole thing to unpack on this topic. Because next time we're going to try to bring in married men and married women. Let's make it more fun. Yeah. Bring more people. Bring bring Brian in this, you know. Oh yeah, white dating stuff. I've been in the episodes lately. Yeah. about dating dating in African culture specifically. Like it's just like not a thing. Yeah, right. we, we we're gonna we're gonna unpack a lot, especially with religion and everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for today, we did uh, talk about relationship statuses, some challenges we face as African or Hispanic people dating in diaspora. 
we talk about interracial marriages and so on. So thank you for being with us today. Um, and make sure that you're following us on Rodin. Make sure you guys are following us on our Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Our Instagram is official underscore next stop Africa. Twitter is underscore next stop Africa and LinkedIn next stop Africa. And we also have a website called next stop Africa dot net that has all the episodes also available there to watch. Yeah. And as Amy always say, if you're listening on Apple podcast, what is the stars that you want, sir? <laughs> Now, make sure you're giving us five stars and nothing less. The man has said, and so be it. Um, the song of today, do you guys want to do it or do you want me to do it? I thought Natalie was going to do one. So the song of the day is coming from Congo, and it is, Natalie? Baby Bamba. Bye. I will all know about Yes. <laughs> Please keep on watching, keep on supporting, and we'll be here for the next episode. Thank you, child.